Hello. It's so nice to be back here with you. I'm sitting in my studio, which is in the lowest level of our home, and the sun is shining so brightly through the window right onto my face, and it feels so nice. It's something that doesn't happen (laughs) very much down here in this um, really really special room that I have that I get to work out of. Uh, Most of the time, it's pretty dark and cozy down here, Uh, but there's a certain time of day around four o'clock where the sun dips just low enough to peek through the tree branches and leaves before dipping all the way down and below the horizon. And I have a few uh, prisms that cast little rainbows. My kids and I call them fairies, rainbow fairies. Um, And they sparkle and dance on the walls and on the desktop. And mm, it's that time of day. And I thought I would sort of share some thoughts that were running through my mind earlier today as I was walking along the riverfront. I this last week and a half or so, I've been doing a lot of like ebbing and flowing between resting and walking. And that's just like, I just have such a deep urge to either be moving uh, gently through space or just resting, um, cozying up and cocooning under a blanket. And I had a session with my therapist um, yesterday, I think, where I realized just this really tender, mm, it wasn't really a realization, I suppose, more of a, I had a, a moment where I was finally ready to look at a part of myself that has been really uncomfortable this last week. And it's the part of me that no matter how much I change the inner dialogue and work with it and reframe it and, you know, read things that help support the change and the shift, uh, there's this inner dialogue that's so deeply critical of my need for rest. And um, as I was talking with my therapist, she asked me lots of really good questions. And one of them was, what what do, what do, what am I making rest mean? Like what is needing to rest mean to me? And it was so clear, like right as she asked the question, I realized, oh, like rest means I'm weak. Like needing rest means that there's something wrong with me, that I'm not doing something correctly and therefore I'm failing and needing rest, that I have become weak. And though I don't believe that when I'm, I am got my feet planted on the ground and I am am rested and I'm coming from a place of feeling cared for and nurtured with my cup full versus empty or half full or just with a few drops of water and nutrients within me. Um, Yeah, but it's like there's this really deep belief that just keeps coming up about 
about my need for rest and about it not being okay. And I was talking with her and noticing that this last couple of weeks I've, I've like been yearning for rest. Like I've just like, not even, not even like I wanted, I just need it. Like I just need to rest period. Um, and she made a, a, just a gentle observation that, well, you know, because I often start my sessions with her trying to understand what's wrong and how can I fix it and what do I need to do and what do I need to uncover and then heal. And and she very sweetly said, well, I think a lot of people feel more tired at this time of year. Could that be part of it? And I almost laughed with the realization that, oh, I suppose that could be part of it. And yet they're the part of me that is so afraid of needing to rest and what I make that mean, like doesn't even take into account that perhaps it's the changing seasons and maybe it's okay to rest more. Instead, I go straight to like, oh, well, what am I not doing right? And and self-blame and dialogue about, well, I haven't been eating well enough and that's why I'm tired or you know, I know I'm supposed to exercise more. And if I just exercised more, I'd have more energy and all these interesting things. And, um, and so I, I just, I kind of sat with that and I looked at it more and we talked through it more. And I realized too, that there's this, there's almost like two parts of me inside that come up when I'm needing rest. And one is, this younger version that is tired and wants to take a nap and wants to be cared for and and gently laid down to rest. And then this other part who is deeply committed to the pursuit of perfection and being good and doing the right thing and always, always, always being good and always, always, always being productive and always living up to the standards that I set for myself and that I believe others have for me. And she is honestly so afraid. When she notices that I'm tired, she immediately like starts to bring up and uh, name all the reasons why that is such a bad thing. And this last week, I have needed to rest whether or not I wanted to. It was just the way it was. I was quite literally so tired in the morning when I would wake up. And <laughs> and it was funny because, not necessarily funny, but honestly tender to realize that it had felt so uncomfortable, even though I had let myself lay down on the couch in the middle of the day. And even though I asked for help from my partner with our children. I asked for more help and I asked, please, can you do these things so that I can rest? And I was met with so much compassion and a lot of generosity in those spaces and support, even though with all of that, when I would lay down to rest, I was it was so uncomfortable, this inner dialogue, this fear, and this judgment from this part of me that was afraid, the perfectionist within me, that I would then try to numb out the feelings and the thoughts that were coming up about 
not being comfortable with resting. And so instead of resting in ways that actually felt nurturing, I was looking for ways to numb out the voice while still being able to rest. And for me personally, that is watching TV shows and binge watching TV shows. And then I have an old pattern of the habit of when I'm sitting there watching, I want to eat something. And then I eat something late at night and I stay up late and I go to bed really late and then I have to wake up early (laughs) whether or not I want to because of kids and work and all the things. And I end up just in this sort of like really uncomfortable cycle until it kind of the bubble bursts and that's what happened. And I went into that therapy session really knowing that I wanted to sit with that part of myself. And anyways, I we talked a lot about it and it was so soothing and freeing to give it space to be heard and to really like listen to this perfectionist part of me that's just honestly so afraid. And really all she wants is to get to rest too, but she's so afraid that rest means something so bad and terrible. And she has a lot of modeling for that. I think most of the women in my family lineage are, I would say they would be self self identified doers and people who are doing a lot, doing, doing, doing. Um, I think they usually, they would often pride themselves on the ability to keep going and to be so productive and to not need a lot of rest and to not need a lot of sleep. And God forbid a nap was ever taken. No, 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 we don't need those. (laughs) And of course, that's so much to do with the need to rise up to the standards of the world around them and the often, you know, other people who believed that themselves. Um, I know they came by it so very honestly and, and yet it imprints on myself. And when I lay down to rest, I don't lay down just to rest. I lay down as an act of redefining and reclaiming that rest is allowed, I am worthy of rest. And rest is deeply important for the incredible and big and amazing things that I want to create and do in my life. Rest is important not just to me, but to my family and that it's okay for me to rest. So yeah, I've just been holding all of that (laughs) since yesterday. And on my walk, it was just sweet to be able to put my hand on my chest and to breathe deeply into the spaces that were feeling uncomfortable with knowing that I was possibly going to rest to later that day. And I walked along the riverfront and I just breathed into it and it felt really good. And there's just that moment when you stop trying to avoid the discomfort and you let go just enough to realize that you are much more safe 
than the fear would have you believe. And I made my way to a log that I've sat at the last couple of times I've gone for walks along the water. I sat down and I just watched the water for a while and watched the seagulls flying overhead and did a short meditation, a short guided meditation. And the thing that came to me in that, the intention for my day was the desire to be in flow and in that sense to allow myself to move like the organic and changing and evolving being that I am to allow space and to know that I am worthy in each of those states of being that I will ebb and flow and move through and just to allow myself to flow and to be in flow. And (laughs) it was sweet too to sit there on the waterfront on the log and to look across the river because across the river, just a little ways down uh, to the south, is another log where Che and I sat, um, gosh, I want to say, I think it's 14 years ago, where we sat and had our first kiss, which is just so sweet to remember. Um, Yeah, it's a special place, the Willamette River. Um, it has so many memories and yeah, and even just the smell of autumn, the moist, really fragrantly green, lush, mossy smell. It's so, oh gosh, it just takes me right back to being a kid. Um, we lived in Colorado for a bit, uh, when I was little and my grandmother, lived here in Oregon. She's lived here my whole life. And, um, we would come and visit her. And I think I don't like, I can't remember exactly what time of year we would visit. It always felt like summer, but I think possibly it was more like autumn. Maybe it was spring. There's a certain smell in autumn and spring and in Portland and in Oregon, I guess in the Pacific Northwest. And it's just this like really, potent mossy smell um if you know you know and yeah something so special about that I I love how a smell or a sound or a piece of music can just take you right back to that time and place and I can close my eyes and see myself in my grandmother's backyard um where truly everything is covered in moss like the (laughs) the stones that made her pathway in her backyard Um, she had these, like, I guess they were kind of like, uh, beams that were nudged into the earth. I think they were to hold the earth up or like basically to be kind of a barrier for the earth because she lives on a bit of a slope and they, the ends of them were kind of rotted out and, um, and they were all just like covered and filled with moss. And my brother and I, would leave little notes and special things for the fairies. And I don't know, something special about being able to go back there every autumn when the, when the mossy smells come. Anyways, I suppose I'll leave it at that. I'm not even sure what I just said or shared, (laughs) Uh, but I, I'm sending my love to all of you and 
May we all find space for deep rest, the rest that we deserve, the rest that fuels us on our creative journeys, and a lot of really, truly deep gratitude to my coach, Natalie Miller, who has been so incredibly supportive and inspiring on my journey with rest and the practice of resting and, uh, yeah. And the book that I shared the link to in the last of these, um, of these little series, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for all the people who are doing the incredible work of helping all of us to reclaim the space and ability to honor ourselves as multi-layered human beings made of the organic matter that is the earth and the entire universe. And in that, we are always shifting and changing and we are not static and even the things that seem most static are also always shifting and changing. And may we find more space and grace to be within those shifts and changes, those ebbs and those flows, the spaces when we are productive and knowing that it is just as productive to rest because it is a part of the organic process. Okay, that is all. Much love to you.